Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. Hi, I'm Vashida. And because Gabe doesn't want us to talk, that's all I want to do. Talk? Well, now I'm allowed to talk, so now I don't want to talk. I just didn't want you giggling when the like. Oh, I wasn't giggling. (laughs) I was just chatting. Uh, What are we chatting about? Things and stuff. Things and stuff. Gabe is back in the hot spot, the hot seat, in the unflattering angle set. Showing off, modeling the t-shirts. Yes. I am pro-choice. Yes, we have new t-shirts that if you volunteer with us, you can get, because they're our statehouse t-shirts. How, uh, admitting the fact that there isn't a link on the website at this time to volunteer. Oh, I'm going to murder you. There will be. (laughs) Um, how, How can people volunteer with us? Um... And, and what will they be doing when they volunteer? Uh, well, we, dun, have, dun, dun. Do, do, do. we have Crafter Noon this upcoming Sunday. So if people want to like make yarn fabrics to for a yarn installation, then that's one way they can volunteer. We have two fun banks in April, which will be fun. Um, if you come to the State House, honestly, if you just come to the State House for a hearing, I will happily bring you a T-shirt <laughs> so you can show off that you're part of our crew. Um there's lots of ways. I mean, just, just, yeah. I mean, honestly, you, if you want to come in and make buttons, I will give you a t shirt. <laughs> it is real easy to get a t shirt. Otherwise, you can just buy one. And then get a hold of you by emailing you at volunteer at pro choice Ohio. Yes. Or, they can, or if they know me already, they can get me and get in touch with me on Facebook. Right. I'm really easy to talk to on Facebook. If you're an anti choicer, I'm not going to add you. If you're a cop, I'm not going to add you, but <laughs> most everybody else. Well, at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and and by the time this goes up, there will be a link on the website. <laughs> we just redid the website, so there's a lot of things. How long has there not been a volunteer button? Shh, shh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> murder you. There will be by the time this airs. So. And then maybe one day there will also be a, a pro-choice Ohio store. Yes, that I can't make happen today. But I, I can't make the volunteer. Are doing my best. On it, yes. Um, but so volunteers. We have a lot of good swag going on, though. Like we've gotten yeah. T-shirts and we've gotten megaphones, which will be cool for rallies. And awesome. we've got Things a lot of are buttons. Happening. Yeah. And this summer we're gonna have sunglasses. Um, and oh, we're gonna get new pens with our new logo and that have purple ink. Slowly but surely. I'm very excited about up. this <laughs> because I'm the one in charge of it, and yes. very little things excite me. Yes. Uh, the volunteers excite me the most. So it's terrific that people come. What? That's a great thing. <laughs> yes. The people come uh, and, you know, do a little bit of participating to try and help move the pro-choice movement forward. Yes. I mean, uh, this is a very important year. This 2018 midterm year, we need all the volunteers we can get. So please come out, volunteer with us, get T-shirts, help us make buttons, help us try to uh, engage the community in all the work that we'll be doing. Yes, our April phone banks are going to be electoral-focused. So we don't yes. have a March phone bank. We have two April ones, which will be before the May primary. Yes. So if you committed your 2018 to working the midterms and getting like involved in the election, well, whoo, we got plenty of opportunities for you starting like Save all now. of your energy and start next right. month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the election coming up, uh, we have not uh, released any endorsements yet. Nope. Which is um, why they're in April and not in March. Right. <laughs> uh, but there are pro-choice candidates running uh, for office yes. uh, in the primary that yes. we want to support just by boosting turnout of pro-choice 
voters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which, you know, it's always a good thing. So that's sort of where we're starting with volunteer activity is Absolutely. encouraging other Ohioans who support access to safe and legal abortion care, yes. to reproductive health care, to get them to start talking with their neighbors Absolutely. about the importance of voting and voting for the pro-choice candidate in Absolutely. whatever race they're turning out for. And then, I mean, as soon as, like, the primary season is over, we're going to be going real hard this summer for festival season. So you can volunteer literally every weekend. Yes. And we will have a schedule of that out as well. Um, at some point, we're going to be putting out a schedule that um, Gabe will help us put on the on the uh, website where people can actually sign up. Come find us. Yes. <laughs> for what they want to volunteer for. And uh, that'll make it a lot easier. But um, we have so much coming up. It's going to be an exciting year. So Anybody want to join me at the Paw Paw Festival in September? The what? <laughs> the Paw Paw Festival. <laughs> Paw Paws are the largest native tree fruit in, in, the, in the country. And oh. they are the state fruit of Ohio, so I'm ashamed you don't know that. I'm ashamed I don't know it either. But <laughs> I've never had a Paw Paw. Actually, I'm not ashamed. But <laughs> it's it's kind of like an apple full of pudding. Oh, ew, <laughs> that sounds gross. I've actually heard it's really good. Like It's oh. like the texture of a banana. Ew. You don't like bananas? I like bananas, but not inside of an apple. I, or I, not inside of the texture of a like fruit. Like I don't know. <laughs> okay, you're having a hard time conceiving of this I fruit. Am. That's fair. It's yeah, different. Fair enough. Th- there is there is a pawpaw festival. It's th- always the weekend of my birthday, so I'm gonna go this year. Every birthday. It's in September. <laughs> yeah. Then at that time. Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Well, enough of pawpaws. But we do, uh, but we do a bunch of festivals, though. Yeah, um, yes. I'm actually just going to go to the pawpaw festival. If I have a table, I will. But I mostly just want to go. Right. <laughs> yeah, because we've never done it, and I've never done it with any other organization I've worked for. So you guys can't <laughs> fault me for knowing. <laughs> in Southeast but, Ohio, it's a place to go, place okay. to be. Oh. Right. Uh, it, tabling at festivals is always kind of combination of fun and important. Um, you're Absolutely. out. You're out at a festival. You know, there's food and sunshine and music, and you're just hanging out. But then also, normally mm-hmm. standing there with a clipboard, asking people to sign whatever our petition of the year is. Um, and you get some very different types of personalities and people that you wouldn't necessarily get that you would get otherwise because. Well, it's going to be a very different crowd that will be yeah. at Pride versus at the Paw Paw Festival, probably. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing this year will be a lot of uh, volunteer-focused and, you know, um, just a lot of other focus-related things uh, pertaining to this midterm election year and things like that. Um, and so, you know, we'll have uh, probably some other volunteers who are interested in not just being at, you know, Pride Festival for just what it's worth, but... You know, just pertaining to what's going on in this electoral year. It's a good way to get into a festival without having to pay sometimes. <laughs> so if you're like, I want to go there, but I don't have money to go there, you can volunteer. Do you have That's to pay true, to too. Go to the Pop Pop Festival? Yes, that one you do. You do? Uh huh. Mm. I never used to pay to go to the Gourd Festival, which my <laughs> wife always like, loves going to. And I'm like, what Gourd How Festival? Festivals there's, there's, no so many festivals. Oh, there's, there's so many. There's so many. Columbus uh, Underground or Columbus Alive usually like releases a, like a schedule of all the festivals that are happening over the summer. Right. Like there's so many. I'm okay. gonna go to a lavender festival in June. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My wife likes the Gourd Festival. So. Where is the Gourd Festival? Is it different than the Centerville Pumpkin Show? Uh, I think it's it's moved around, and I think last time it was in Delaware. Hmm. Um, That's not far. 
They love gourds. So are these like smaller festivals? Is that why Some I, of them they're are? not heard of? Some oh, the Cinderella, the Cinderella Pumpkin Show is huge. Yo, I heard of that okay. one, yeah. And I've heard of like some of the other bigger ones, but like, uh, well, I don't know. As of right now, the Lavender Festival has like 18,000 people marked as interested. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we, should, maybe we should table at the Lavender Festival. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, my hometown has a strawberry festival, and it's... I've heard of that, actually. You know, it's like 20,000 people, yeah. 20,000 yeah. people come to that thing. Is it in year. June? So, it is. So. June is hmm. peak strawberry season. Yes, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm all you about the local foods. These. Exactly, uh. you would know these strange facts. Not really strange, but like... <laughs> That's a perfectly just... reasonable fact. <laughs> Uh, so moving back from festivals and, and onto the, the, we're just ready for the spring. Okay. Um, there were some, some volunteers who turned out yesterday at the state house for one of the hearings. You mentioned hearings. Yes. Yesterday's hearing. It was the final hearing in the house for, um, SB 28, the fetal tissue disposal bill. Yes. Um, usually, I mean, maybe not usually, but often like this is the hearing that you'll hear from both sides, like proponent and opponent. Um, but there was only opponent testimony for this bill yesterday. And yes. it was our own Jamie Miracle and then Gary, is his last name Daniels? Yes. Gary Daniels from the ACLU. Those yep. were the only two people to testify against this bill. There was uh, no testimony from our friends at Planned Parenthood, and there was no proponent testimony that went on yesterday. I think proponents had testified the week prior. They'd already had their shot at it, so this was our turn. No, we we also already... Um, did our testimony. It was supposed to be both. It was the third hearing, so it's proponent and opponent. Yeah, okay. And there just was no proponent testimony. But there were questions from uh, Republicans on the committee who support this idea that abortion providers should be treated differently from all other medical facilities, Mm -hmm. uh, implementing brand-new standards, increased costs, added restrictions, uh, additional... Um, reporting requirements that no other medical provider that I does mean, similar work has to. Fill I mean, out. this isn't new. Like as as far as I know, the only medical procedure in the state of Ohio that requires any sort of reporting is abortion. Like if you have complications from plastic surgery, there's no reliable statistic because there's no required reporting. Right. So I mean, it's it only like I personally think that if there's going to be reporting for uh, any like medical procedures, it should be all of them because I would really like to know like. What is the rate of this hospital's like like number of C sections or number of, of like emergencies? Like I think that it was useful statistics to have. Yes. Um. So I just assumed when I started this job that it was just any medical procedure you have has like some sort of reporting to the state, like the Department of Health. Right. And uh, no, as it turns out, it's actually only abortion. Like that is like Ohio has great statistics for like what happens with abortion in the state, but that is because it is the only only medical procedure that is required to have any sort of reporting, which right. is weird to me. You know, having having worked for Planned Parenthood in the past and seeing the the healthcare side of the organization um, as as just a healthcare provider, I get why hospitals wouldn't want to have to fill out a form for the state every single time they do something. Uh, you know, it it doesn't sound you know it, it sounds like a reasonable thing the way you describe it, but if you're talking about an entire hospital chain, oh no, more bureaucracy. It it would be huge. And, and yeah. so there, there is a legitimate reason why hospitals would not want that. There's also that same legitimate reason why abortion providers are saying, 
listen, if you're forcing us to make these increased reports into the state that don't have any benefit to the, you know, to the patients, this does increase our cost. This is an undue burden. That's the aspect of this bill yeah. that's really most blatantly unconstitutional because you're applying something that increased the cost of only abortion providers. Um, and there's no reason to do, you know, it would be nice, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a reasonable ask to ask of hospitals and like of other medical like procedures to be done, especially as it relates to maternal health, um, especially in the state of Ohio, but it's, it's unreasonable to have it only apply to abortion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the big part of the bill that gets most of the headlines is forcing women to choose burial or yeah. cremation. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the representative angle... Ginter was like, yeah. he, he had a, a quabble. That's not a word. What a quibble. He had a problem with the word. He has a lot of problems. I mean, yes. Uh, he didn't like that. Jamie didn't consider this to be options. He was like, well, if you go to a restaurant and you're given two options for drinks, you still have options. It's like, well, if they don't have what I, and as Jamie retorted, well, if they don't have what I want, I can leave and go somewhere else to get what I do want, which this like people in the state of Ohio do not have for abortion. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, they do, but those are not safe, safe legal options. So, yeah. Right. And, you know, it, I thought his, his restaurant analogy was, you know, not great. Well, but, no. <laughs> but, but sticking with it, if the waitress came up and says, well, you have the option of Coke or Pepsi, and before it was... I want a Sprite. Sprite, Dr. Pepper, Diet right, Coke, yeah. water, tea, coffee. Now it's just Coke or Pepsi. That's not giving you options. That's exactly. reducing options. Exactly. That's eliminating possibilities, exactly. which, you know, now also come with... Additional costs. And additional costs. It's like saying, well, do you want Coke or Pepsi? But by the way, they each cost $20 a glass. Ah, that's what they're doing. No refills. You know, with, with no benefit. <laughs> this bill presents many undue burdens. Absolutely. Only designed to increase costs. And anytime you increase costs, you reduce access to abortion for women who are struggling to pay for the procedure. To begin with. Right. Yeah. And... Um, Sorry, I've had too many things in my brain today, so I get distracted like every time I open my mouth. Um, oh, there's a bug on the wall. <laughs> Damn it. So, uh, so this bill got voted uh, favorably out of committee. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, another thing that, like, so it, it, I think the bill initially only applied to abortion providers, so it wouldn't apply to hospitals that do abortion care. But I think it does now. Maybe I don't know. No, that that was an amendment that was offered by a Republican, mm-hmm. um, Mike Duffy. That amendment was rejected. The committee saying chair, it was not relevant or yes, or he, out of order. He he ruled the the thing out of order. So so Duffy, like what we were talking about, how this applies certain restrictions to abortion providers, but not to other facilities. Um, you would be forced to choose burial or cremation in an abortion, but you would not in a miscarriage. So right. they're treating fetal tissue differently um, yeah duffy's amendment said no let's let's if you think this rule is necessary let's apply it evenly right across, across the, board. the board yeah, yeah. Uh, and the chairman did not want to even entertain that ruled it out of order did not allow a committee vote he just said no we're not going to do that he told him if you want to bring this amendment to the house floor you can try it there but you're not doing this in my committee and another point that was raised was um Damn it. <laughs> my brain is not operating well today. Uh, Keep thinking about it. I'm um, doing my best. My well, <laughs> at least one point that was raised mostly by the Democrats and, Democrats and committee was that um, 
it doesn't apply to miscarriages, only abortions. Yes. And that, I think that was another point that, I mean, Duffy actually voted no against this bill because of that. Right. It got bipartisan opposition. Mm-hmm. Because he wants it to apply to miscarriage as well. Like, all fetal tissue should be disposed of humanely, I say in air quotes. Um, which is only cremation or burial, apparently. Um, and as it stands, like, people do have that option when they have an abortion or miscarriage. Like, they can um, opt to cremate or bury if it's a wanted pregnancy or not a wanted pregnancy or a complicated pregnancy. Right. Um, but it is at their cost. It is not at the cost of the provider. Right. And, and like, that's the big thing about what this bill does is it makes the, it makes the provider eat that cost instead of the patient. Right. The the point you made about treatment, forms of treatment being humanely, and I think you're being sarcastic there, uh, but just to emphasize, what they're doing right now is humane. What they're doing right now is responsible, it's ethical, it's environmentally responsible, mm-hmm. it's what hospitals do. I mean, I personally don't think that burial is humane at all, but that's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, it's not environmentally humane, but that's a different topic. Right. The, the choices that you're right. The, the choices that they are forcing upon people are less environmentally friendly than what they're currently doing. There's a reason why, you know, the, the medical industry standard is what it is. There's a reason why they want literal fetal graveyards. That's what they want. They want optics that make, they want these, they want optics that make these metaphorical graveyards that they do during 40 days for life actual and real yeah which is ridiculous yes so and and an unconstitutional undue burden Mm -hmm. uh so the bill could move to the house um but not if we are able to stop it so uh put a link in the show notes uh email your representative tell them no this bill is unconstitutional it's a you know waste of taxpayer dollars in that they're going to have to defend this in court and you know we know that they'll lose because it's already been blocked in indiana uh, and it's an increased cost to women seeking abortion. It's a terrible bill across mm-hmm. the board. Should not receive a uh, vote in the House of Representatives. It wastes the time of funeral directors yeah. who have actual people to bury. It wastes the time of legislators who have actual yeah. problems to solve. Yeah, mm-hmm. real problems in, in our communities. And one thing I want to start doing, too, is when, like, Kelly and um, our new, whenever we hire a new organizer starts um, you know, whenever there's phone banks and stuff, we want to have people who don't like to talk on phones come in and start actually writing letters to legislators about these type of things um, so that we can stop some of these unconstitutional bills and stop wasting taxpayers' time and money um, on some of these things. So, Right. You know, and, and ultimately it becomes Ohio Attorney General Mike DeWine, his choice as to whether he wants to right. spend more money to defend. And he always will. Yeah. And he always, yeah, he always will. He always has. Yeah. He's just been burning cash. Oh, literally. <laughs> does, somebody, does, some, no. does somebody run for attorney general? Is that an appointed position? Uh, in, welcome to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With your South Carolina shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody runs for yeah. attorney general. We will get to vote on a new yes. attorney general. Who's even year. running for attorney general? Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, We're ask our political director. It is, uh, Name the candidates. Ballots. Uh, uh, Steve Dettelbach and Dave Yost. And Dave oh, Yost. Dave Yost of... is the current state auditor. Steve Dettelbach. Is... Okay, see, I was thinking that. that um, so it's. Uh, Dettelbach's been endorsed by Beatty, Tim Ryan, yeah, Marcy Kapter, Marsha Fudge. Yeah, because we were in contact with Dettelbach. Dettelbach, however you pronounce his name. Right. He actually filled out our endorsement uh-huh. form. Right. Oh, that's nice. 
the, so both of these are running unopposed, which is why the names don't stick out in our heads as in this primary election. It's not There's really no a primary. Yeah. Um, you won't have options, you know, once you sign up for a Democratic ballot or, or if you're a Republican, what are you doing listening to the show? Um, I knew Auditor was in there somewhere, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so the current attorney general, Mike DeWine... He's the one that's making the decision right now as to exactly right. how much money of Ohio taxpayers to spend challenging these unconstitutional bills. Yes. The Down Syndrome abortion ban got challenged by the ACLU. They mm-hmm. filed a lawsuit in mm-hmm. conjunction with Planned Parenthood, Preterm, Women's Med Center. Um, they're all filing together to say, hey, the Down Syndrome abortion ban... Yes. We told you it was unconstitutional when yes. you passed it. It is still unconstitutional. Yes. As it turns Dear out, courts, please yes. tell them, hey, this is unconstitutional. It, has, it will remain unconstitutional, yes. Senate Bill 28 would be the exact same thing. Correct. If Republicans make the mistake of actually trying to enact it into law. Correct. Yes. And we all know that... Um, <laughs> Mike DeWine has a horrible track record when it comes to anything. Don't vote for him for governor. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, we don't vote for him for anything. No, let him retreat into the background as an old, sad man. Unfortunately, because of who he is and the <laughs> amount of money that he has, that will never happen. But uh, we are here to fight against anything that he does and, mm-hmm. you right. know, who he is as a person. But uh, he does have a really bad track record when it comes to anything uh, related to, you know, abortions and, you know, um, Testing rate Things kits. that he's done. Ex- yeah. <laughs> Sad, sadly. Anything yeah. that he's done in the past. Um, so, yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So that's what's happening at the State House. Um, should we talk about uh, Lobby Day coming up? We should. Advocacy Day? Advocacy Day. Yes. yes. Thank you. Advocacy f- Day is uh, <laughs> April 10th this year. Yes. Which is one month after Abortion Provider Appreciation Day, which is next Saturday. Let's talk about that first, though. There you go. What's what's Abortion Provider Appreciation Day? It is a day where you take time out of your day to appreciate the abortion providers that you know. Um, yes. If you're interested in coming out and hanging out in Columbus, March 7th, we're going to be doing a happy hour at St. James Tavern on 4th Street, raising money to create little like care packages and thank you packages for our abortion providers and also like writing thank you notes to them and stuff so that's very cool yeah Yeah. should people make something or are they going to come in and make things like how does that work um i mean i'm not opposed to people making things it'll be fun yeah we also have an event going on that day that is technically secret so okay (laughs) it's only for our volunteers that are in the know attention radio listeners (laughs) (laughs) keep your eyes out on our website for cool things happening after abortion provider kelly if you want more information is that (laughs) you want to do some minor acts of vandalism (laughs) but in a good way okay (laughs) non-illegal vandalism yes Um, vandalism with consent okay Um, so the, that's abortion provider appreciation day, mm-hmm. uh, the freedom of choice, Ohio advocacy, advocacy day. day, uh, will be at the state house on April 10th. Yes. This is actually like one of my favorite events because, uh, back in 2015, this is my first repro event and I met lots of people who are now considered dear friends. And that's when I learned about reproductive health happy hour and what led me down the path I'm on now for my career. <laughs> and I wore a dress and it, it was April and it was dumb and I was cold. Because <laughs> Ohio doesn't make any sense. Yes, <laughs> it always seems to be rainy that day. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's a really cool opportunity to like um, meet your legislators. Like, if you're not somebody who gets to the Capitol very often, or you just like don't contact your legislators very often, this is a time where you can actually meet with them one on one in their office. Um, often it's an aid because Republicans don't actually like to say hi to us very often. 
Um, but it's still a really good time and I totally recommend coming out. Yeah. Food is included. Yep. You get to hang out with us. Food is included. Free. Yeah. Uh, We're hoping to get some cool speakers. It's it's not free. It is oh, not okay. free. <laughs> yeah. It is fifteen dollars if you're a general admission person, not a student. And five dollars if you are a student. Oh yes. nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have to rent the Athenaeum. We have to pay for okay. the food, so it's not <laughs> yeah. Free. I was just wondering. Yeah, is it free now? Okay, uh, yeah. It's an investment, but it's totally worth it. Okay. Yes. Um, so, and it's it's not a NARAL event. No. It's a Freedom of Choice Ohio okay. Coalition event. Yes. So, uh, this is uh, this is partially us, um, NARAL Pro Choice Ohio, working with. Uh, ACLU Ohio, Planned Parenthood Advocates of Ohio. Women Have um, Options, women National have, Coalition of Jewish Women. Yep. Um, uh, League of Women Voters, New Voices. Oh, I shouldn't have started naming them because you know, you got to name them all. <laughs> There's a long list of wonderful people and wonderful organizations. Urge. Yes. Um, so just come out. Enjoy. Uh, Tri-State Freethinkers, I think, is now yes. part of it. Um, many groups, uh, link in the show notes, event registration is open. We just set that up, uh, this week and email is going out later today. So if you're on our email list, you'll get an invite to, uh, sign up for that terrific event to get to see the state house, get to meet, uh, either your legislator or their staff. It's a good primer for like uh, getting involved. Yeah. yeah. And this is the year to get involved. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. We definitely have had many anti-choice restrictions. Yes. Um, no matter what happens between now and April 10th, there will still be additional bills that need Absolutely. Uh, talked about. Um, you know, and, and for many of these elected officials, this yeah. isn't, you know, the, most of them aren't term limited. They'll be back two years later yes. if they get reelected, <laughs> Republican exactly. or Democrat. And there will be more bills coming down the pipeline. I mean, yeah. always. So. They definitely need education. They need to meet pro-choice voters from yes. their district. I agree. And to hear them talk about why they value access to affordable reproductive health care, including yes. safe and legal abortion. And if you can't make it to lobby day, but you want, you still are interested in lobbying your elected official, send me an email and we can try and set something up in district so you don't even have to like leave your county. Right. Yeah. Something like your lunch and learn. Yes. Lunch and lobby. Lunch and lobby. Yeah. When's the next one of those coming up? It's going to be March 22nd at um, the University of Cincinnati with Bridget Gilly. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. There's going to be a primer on lobbying and then talks with Bridget Kelly and people are going to ask her questions. Yeah. Nice. She's a great representative. She mm-hmm. did the uh, welcome speech at the previous lobby day. Yeah. Advocacy day. Yeah. I mean, since I get to choose the legislators, they generally tend to be pro-choice. Also, I don't think the anti-choice ones would like accept my invitation. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> they should. They should they all. Should. Hello, they should. Oh, I agree. Peggy. <laughs> Hello, Naraj. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're... I don't want to invite him. He'd be mean. Probably. Um, yeah, well. And I'll be like, oh, well, that's nice, because you look like you're, you're, you're 27. You had a birthday this week? Oh, you look like you're 54. It's such a weird <laughs> thing when suddenly the legislators are younger than... I hate it. I want to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fight her. <laughs> oh He's gosh. like five months younger than me, and I want to like just meet him in a bar and kick his ass. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, say that on the radio. Can yeah, I? so... Uh, <laughs> Just from my point of view, it, it's weird having people younger, and then I have to like, "Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am." You yeah, know? and you would never ma'am me. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I'm standing there thinking that, you know, you punk ass I mean, kid. This legislator I don't know was born I when I was in high school. I just <laughs> be like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just say hi it's, and keep it pushing, and like you know, for you're the not, older ones, you're I'm not that much older than respectful, us. but like, you're only eleven years older than me. <laughs> only oh. that's not high school. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the legislators. Yeah, Narajas Antony is only five months younger than I am. He's the youngest. Okay. You. I'm going to correct you specifically kids. every time kids. I can. Yeah, I know. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. It's weird. It's, it's also really frustrating to me as a younger person, I guess. Like, if I ran for a house rep, I just wouldn't be as much of a jerk as they are. Yeah. Like, no I feel like the... That. You I get feel, paid for it? Yeah. I feel like the youngest legislators are the meanest because they, I, I guess they feel like they have something to prove. It's an abuse of power. They kind of do. Yeah. I mean, they kind yes, of don't. Like, you don't have something to prove. They it's got an abuse of, Exactly. It's abuse of power. There's no, mm. there's no need to be a jerk. Gabe, there's, Gabe, there's not. There, there's a need to get recognized when you when. But you were elected. What's the need to be recognized? Do it, your it, job, but you can be respectful and kind when you're doing it. Uh, it's honestly. It's, I'm not saying that they should be rude, but they need to. They need to stand out, or else they'll never move. Okay, up in so leadership. stand out so, yeah, by being don't, a kind don't and get useful pushed individual. Over. Don't be a pushover. I always say that, but like you don't. I don't think you need to be rude. So that's like. I mean, honestly, like if they're. I don't know. It, he's. He and Hagen are going to be like theoretically leaders. They're just downright mean. Yeah, and if they, and if they continue to be in the I'm legislature, not, they're going I'm to no way defend. Stop interrupting me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, if they continue to be in the legislature, they will eventually be leaders, and they will eventually probably be some of the older members in the legislature, right. and they're going to be leading the conversation and leading how they like. They're going to be uh, representatives of how people act in the legislature. Exactly. So we're going to see meaner people showing up. Exactly. And some of the ones that I've dealt with are extremely nice, and you want that to continue. But then if you look at someone that's, you know, continuing to be extremely rude and mean, that's the behavior that and we I want wonder, to see. And I wonder, is we don't want to Are they this that. way to their constituents? And that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, and their staff, hopefully I not. I mean, you never know, but. I was just trying to say they need to be assertive. Yeah, we can be assertive without exactly. being mean. Exactly, there's a degree of being assertive, but <laughs> I understand like the need to be recognized, but like there are much better ways to do it than yeah, what they I are agree. doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I yield. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still gonna fight him. I'm gonna meet him in a bar in Columbus, and I've always wanted to get in a bar fight, and I would very happily. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. I'm going to be in so much trouble if, ever, if anyone ever actually listens to this podcast. They do. <laughs> actually, there have been many people that we've interviewed Thanks. who said they did. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> if you're applying for a job in Arrow, Purchase, Ohio, please do listen to the podcast. <laughs> I didn't. Uh-oh. I'm not a podcast listener. You should be. I, I'm not a good listener. You know, uh, it's interesting. I've been on like social media, Twitter, and there's a lot of people who are doing more po- like podcasting, and a lot of people actually listen to them more than I realized. Yeah, yeah, I like them. It's becoming more popular. So I try to listen to books, and then I like zone out for twenty minutes, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> oh, that's the same way I am. I, I can't do books on tape. I'm like, it's like three chapters later. I'm like. Wait a minute. I have no idea what he's talking about. I tried yeah, to think of Welcome to Night Vale because I like the kind of absurdist humor. And like, I guess it's nice because if you zone out 20 minutes later, it's okay to not know what's going on because that's kind of the point of the podcast. But I'm also just like, I've missed some in-jokes of this and I don't know what's going on in this universe anymore. <laughs> yeah. So hmm. what's going on in universe in the NARAL podcast? <laughs> okay. Well, that's a full show. We still have stuff you want to talk about or... Uh, I mean, if it's important. Guns! If it's not, then... 
Well, yeah, that is guns. important. Guns, guns are talk about? Very sad, though. I mean, there's just a lot going on. And oh, yeah, the shooting in Georgia with the armed teacher. Right. Before we actually armed teachers, right? Yeah, Florida, yeah. Actually, did, Florida actually did vote to arm teachers. Like, the students were like, please don't. And the house were like, eh, whatever. I, I, yeah, I don't understand the Florida legislature. I imagine they're a lot like the Ohio one, because you can now carry guns in daycares in Ohio. But, but all of the legislators make sure that they are securely, like, you know, um, you can't get into any of the buildings that they're in, you know, with a gun. So yeah, right. they're they're make sure that they're protected. But you yeah, know, you can go way- to daycares and colleges and everywhere else with a with a firearm. Yeah, it's way harder to even get to the rife center. Exactly, <laughs> but you need a daycare. You need a gun at the daycare. Like I'm so confused. Right. Why? No, I I understand the Florida legislature voting the way that they did because that's their point <clears> of view. <throat> like I don't agree with it. I just don't understand holding those votes that day. Don't you just mm-hmm. say, hey. Let's postpone this vote for yes. a while until we don't have the national media all staring down at what, you know what we're doing. Yeah, postpone the vote. Right. That's what I I don't get. Is I don't I don't get that either. You know, I I definitely disagree with the votes that they cast. Correct. But just you know. And then yesterday in Georgia, talk about legislators being jerks. A teacher barricaded <laughs> himself in a room with a gun. Right. Demonstrating and, why te- guns in classrooms is always a bad idea. Yeah. And no students were hurt. Thankfully. Yes, thankfully. Yeah. You know, I, I think the first thing that happens if you put guns in classrooms is you're probably going to have an increased rate of suicide in schools. Ah! Thanks. Sorry, I just really don't like that. That's, that, I think that's the so, first thing that happens. These are some of the consequences. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some teachers yeah. or, like, students that are smarter than the teachers because that happens too. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, there are going to be consequences for these um, Actions and so yeah, that's going to be one of them. And I don't think that any of this is being thought through. No. Well, and and yesterday uh, Trump appeared in um, in the cabinet room in the White House as part of a roundtable and and said uh, that his point of view is we should just take the guns away from people and we'll do due process later. Which uh, you know people on cable news were <laughs> saying that that's the most far left anti-gun <laughs> statement ever spoken out loud by a president ever. Yes. He should just that's, stop speaking that's out loud. polar opposite <laughs> of the NRA and his own party's policies. And so people were like, did Donald, did Donald Trump <laughs> yeah. just go, you know, right. past Obama in supporting exactly. gun control legislation? It's so weird. And that's why you don't know what to expect with this man. Exactly. Like, it's just like, I don't, what are you? Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. Um, you never know from day to day what you're going to get and what you're I, not uh, going to get. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. It's puzzling. And, and you Ban know that... <laughs> Ban you never You know that guns. what he's saying right there is never going to transform itself into any right. actual policy yeah, yeah. enacted. It's just the random things falling out of his mouth at that time. So do you believe it? Do you not believe it? I mean, there are... <laughs> whether you do or not, there are, you know, um, organizations and big retail ch- uh, chain stores who are taking their own actions. So Walmart and Dick's, you know, they are not selling uh, firearms and ammunitions to people younger than 21. They're, I mean, you know, these stores aren't even like gun stores. They are retail stores that just happen to sell guns. 
That's so. that was my point. You know, true. I, I go to Dick's and I buy my kids swim trunks. <laughs> but and swim goggles. people do buy their their firearm from there though. Like my father, my stepfather is a hunter, so he gets his stuff from like Dick's and stuff like that. So hunting, we, hunting goods makes sense. The sporting right. goods store. <laughs> hunting is a sport. But I think the point is like right. they're trying to take action. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> what small step can we stand? What small step can we take to be in the news enough for people to come buy things from us? Yeah, this, this was a PR move. You oh know, yeah, more understandable. Than understandable. Yeah. You know, if I was a right. Shareholder, I would say, oh, you've just made a nice PR move. I support that, mm-hmm. you know, as a shareholder with a financial interest. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. You know, Makes don't sense. don't turn to Dick's Sporting Goods right. for actual gun control policy. That's still going to well, be... Yeah. Or Walmart. Expensive. I understand completely. I mean, yeah. like, because... <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. So, but, I mean, definitely bigger fish to, to fry. <laughs> it's a so, step in the right direction, so... Yeah. But seeing, seeing Trump just... Totally be like, eh, we don't need the Second Amendment. We'll just get rid of due process. I mean, we don't need the Second Amendment. It, <laughs> but it kind of made me thought, what just if they just... over here with my controversial opinions. What if reporters just suddenly start asking Trump his opinion on abortion, and someday he might just say, you know what? We I need paid to- for three. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That, that could totally be a statement that he makes. Uh, I, I'd be I surprised it. if it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, we just need to get the questions asked to him on the right you day. You know what? Exactly. Exactly. When somebody's not in his ear. One day he'll be like, no, ban abortion. And then the very next day he'll be like, abortion should be easy to exactly. get Exactly. I mean, Pence's goal is to ban abortion. That's... He, that's an article that came out, what, yesterday, today? I don't even know. Yeah, that was that was yesterday. Uh, <sighs> our national office sent an email about it this morning. Uh, and if Trump ever made some sort of abortion should be easily accessible, it, Pence's head would actually <laughs> explode. explode. <laughs> like, you would just see, like, blood oh draining from his ears, and then the whole thing would just poof. I mean, that wow. makes sense, because I'm pretty sure his head <laughs> is just full of, like, earworms anyway. <laughs> Nasty. I would fight Mike Pence in a bar. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. He's okay. X Men villain. On that note, uh, we've already talked about our upcoming events, yes. uh, so I don't think Some we need them. to rehash them. Do you, do you have more? We have Crafternoon this coming Sunday. Craft we did talk about that. Holy Craft one to five. <laughs> it's not three to five. It's not one to three. It's one to five. Okay. You can be a drop-in event. Come hang out. Yes. Next Wednesday yes. is our happy hour. Next weekend is the solidarity swap for Women Have Options. Come yep. on Friday to yes. drop off your clothes. Come on Saturday to get new clothes. Yes. I need to get new dresses because none of mine fit because pregnancy makes your body weird. That is a thing. <laughs> yes. It's real weird. Gabe's like, I cannot relate, but okay. <laughs> I can Preg- relate. I'm just not going to comment. Uh, <laughs> pregnancy didn't make your body weird or it did? <laughs> I've just, I've seen it happen and I... <laughs> No further comment. It's <laughs> probably smart. Yes. <laughs> you still wear black dad jeans though, so black dad That's what you can swap. You can swap and, your black dad jeans. And this awesome shirt. Yes. Well, you're still wearing black jeans. Pro choice men. The best. Maybe I'll bring this shirt and I'll put it in the swap thing so that somebody could swap out and get the shirt. I mean, oh, you could just cool. like you have infinite numbers of shirts at your disposal technically. So Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and, and sign up for Advocacy Day. Yes, and then yes. the 24th, I just created a Facebook event for this today. We have the second annual Bust and Stigma, which is a burlesque and comedy event to raise money for women have options. It's going to be at Bossy Girls. It's going to, doors open at 8, show at 9, because I like to be in bed before 2. <laughs> it was over before midnight last year. It was awesome. Nice. That is excellent. Okay, right. other events? Probably. Lots of stuff. Link in the show notes. (laughs) Uh, Check out our Facebook page. It always has the most up-to-date calendar for events that we're putting on, plus uh, other groups that we work with. So, Yay. Cool? 
Great. Okay. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.